Well, welcome both of us uh, into the inaugural uh, cabling uh, podcast. Uh, for our audience, uh, we're here with Patrick McLaughlin, the chief editor of Cabling Installation and Maintenance and CablingInstall.com. And uh, Patrick, uh, great to see you here on video for the first episode of the podcast. So, um, I guess uh, most they propose since we are uh, and have been a magazine uh, in its 28th year. Um, how about what's going to be in the September and October issue of the uh, CINM uh, magazine? Can you uh, give us a little uh, synopsis uh, preview for uh, what we'll be reading uh, this fall in CINM magazine? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Um, Right, September, October issue uh, is the issue in 2021 when we um, honor and celebrate the, the recipients of our Cabling Innovators Awards for the year. The ceremony, as it were, uh, took place at the, the Bixie Fall Conference, which took place in, in late August. Um, and now in the September, October issue, we have the opportunity to, to put into print um, the, the many innovations that have been brought to the industry you know, that, that our organizations of all types of manufacturers, uh, manufacturers, reps, distributors, of course, design and installation um, companies, user organizations work together to, to sort of achieve and accomplish and, and release, um, as has been the case in years past. The, uh, the Cabling Innovators Awards covers a pretty wide spectrum, everything from you know, products that might be seen as sort of simple, but are real problem solvers, all the way to, to very complex programs about quality assurance and case studies about some of the highest profile, um, uh, some of the highest profile properties uh, that, that are around. So we're really happy that once again in 2021, there was a, a, a significant level of participation. And I really truly believe that, um, Readers of Cabling Installation and Maintenance Magazine, when they, when they go through the Innovators Awards recipients in our September-October issue, will um, will hopefully learn something new, hopefully get some information that they can put to use pretty quickly in their work. That's really why we do what we do, to help our audience improve how they do their jobs, make them uh, or allow them to do their jobs a little bit uh, better, a little bit faster, a little bit more efficiently. Um, so that's a big part of our September-October issue. Elsewhere in that issue, um, we've got articles on things like um, fiber end face cleaning, one of my favorite topics. Oh, yes. It's up there with, up there with, uh, with a couple of others, labeling and fire stopping as uh, necessary tasks that sometimes get overlooked but are, uh, um, have consequences if they are overlooked. So once again, some, some fiber cleaning information in there. An interesting article about sort of the inherent cybersecurity of using optical fiber. I, I found that to be uh, a, a pretty interesting article. It, it's oh, in there yeah. as well. And uh, uh, in addition to that, um, also an interesting perspective on um, optical return loss and how it, at, at some of the higher speeds that are being uh, transmitted these days in, in some data center environments, optical return loss is getting some new focus. Um, and also in our September-October issue, a pretty significant look in detail at uh, single-pair Ethernet. So we like to think that that issue is going to be chock full of, of information that people can, can use either immediately or, or down the road. 
uh, but we're really, really pleased to, to be able to offer it. And it'll be, um, you know, the, the early October timeframe that that hits and, and look forward to presenting it to the, to the industry. Yeah, it's a great issue to really, I think it's maybe um, our most high profile issue of the year because uh, of the awards. Right. And, uh, and also it's uh, great that, uh, you know, the, the uh, optical uh, fiber innovations are just uh, so fascinating and uh, so central to, uh, to everything uh, we cover. So to have both that in the issue and the ethernet technology advancements, I mean, we know that single pair ethernet technology is going to revolutionize uh, the industry for, uh, you know, automation and IOT for industrial and buildings. So, so right. to have all of that coming together in, in the fall issue of the magazine, it's just, uh, you know, that's the issue. You want to have all the issues. If you're an ICT installer, Bixie, TIA type person, you know, the October issue is the one you want this, this year. This one in particular has a bit of everything. That's right. That's right. I agree with you. So, um, so this kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to ask you about uh, today, um, because uh, CINM is in its 28th year. Right. Um, as you know, you've been there. You, you know, you've been with CINM for most of that time. I've been here for a long time. You've been here for longer. <laughs> We've seen some things. Yep, we have seen some things. And that's what I wanted to ask you. I kind of wanted to ask you, and we we're talking about this earlier offline, about then and now, the industry you know, over right. a quarter of a century ago for cabling installation, ICT, communications, infrastructure, structured cabling, taking us to now. What's what's changed? What's different? What has stayed the same? You know, fiber and face cleaning yeah. you mentioned, but so right. that's that's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks for this opportunity. And, and to our audience, thank you for indulging me in a little bit of a walk down memory lane. I'll, I'll make it as brief as I can. Um, I was having a conversation along these lines with somebody else earlier this week, the same week that we're, we're recording this podcast. Um, uh, Cabling Installation and Maintenance Magazine launched in 1993. And, um, you know, there was, there was uh, at that time, there was a, a, a head-to-head competitor magazine on the market that, that focused on um, sort of the, focused largely on the business issues of being a contracting organization. When cabling installation and maintenance launched, um, that other magazine existed um, and, you know, and, and had, had planted its, you know, planted its flag in the industry and was, was successful and was, you know, informing, um, you know, informing its audience and, and, and was uh, running a great business. When cabling installation and maintenance launched, um, the concept was to focus on uh, those those two words uh, that were prominently uh, displayed in the original logo of the magazine, installation and maintenance. Um, and it, it was launched with the focus of um, educating the installer and, and the, you know, uh, and the technician about the tasks that they needed to do in order to complete their jobs, you know, as I was mentioning earlier better, faster, more efficiently to the, to the best uh, ability that it, that it could be. Focus on, again, installation and maintenance, still a part of our name. In all the years we've been in publication, we haven't changed our name. Something that did change though, in the decade that the, the magazine was launched, in the 1990s, um, caveat here, this is my take on things. I think it's a 
fairly well-educated uh, look at it based on what I've seen, but others may have other opinions. I welcome them. Here's my take on it. Um, in the 1990s, um, there was sort of, I'll call it sort of a, a shift in um, knowledge level. And, and what I mean by that is user organizations, the owners of installed cabling systems, um, by necessity, became more knowledgeable about cabling technology over the course of the 1990s. Um, I think that what happened was, you know, some of these organizations were, were, uh, were committing to a capital expense to install a new cabling system every couple of years. Um, category three was going to be everything they'd ever need. And then category five was going to get you 100 megabits. And then there's this category 5E because gigabit is coming down the pike. So um, I, I think to a large extent, user organizations, some of them, you know, found themselves buying a new cabling system every couple of years and said, what's the story with this? Why are we spending all this money um, so often on cabling systems? What's the deal? Um, and I think by fiscal necessity, professionals within, workers within, employees within those user organizations um, had to get, get to learn what the deal was with these structured cabling systems. As that happened, um, our audience mix changed. We were launched as, as the magazine about installation and maintenance, pulling the stuff, terminating it, making sure it's going to test out to, to handle the speeds that it needs. Um, as more and more user organizations subscribe to the magazine, um, again, my theory is you know, out of necessity so that they would know what they were dealing with. They would know what they need to specify next time around because there would be a next time around. Um, we, of course, became cognizant of that. We've, we've always had a, a, a tight uh, look at, you know, a close look at who our audience demographics are. And over the course of the 1990s, of course, it's several years in the making, but the number of user organizations subscribing to the magazine just about equaled out the number of contracting organizations that were subscribing to it. Um, and that really didn't uh, immediately or, or wholesale change the focus of, of what we were writing about and what we were reporting on. And I say that because from the time that the magazine was launched in the early 90s, in addition to focusing on the installation and maintenance tasks, there was always a focus on technology. It wasn't always exclusively about technique. You know, the articles weren't about how to upsell your customer next time to get 20% more revenue, you know, on that project. It was about the technologies that were being installed, what they could support and sort of did that bode well for the future or what, what, what did that look like, you know, in the future? You know, th that decade, even though it was decades ago, was really a turning point, um, you know, in the magazine. And again, it's by maintaining a focus on technology, we've been able to speak to that dichotomy of audience. We've been able to speak to the design and installation contractor, to the user organization at the same time. Now you add to the mix, Consultants who are very much a part of, you know, a, a part of the mix today. Uh, very many user organizations will will take on a consultant to to handle uh, an upcoming uh, cabling project. So uh, so consultants also became part of our part of our mix. We believe that one thing that hasn't changed over the course of time is that our focus on 
the technologies that are being used, what they can do, and sort of what the future looks like for them um, has, uh, has been a, you know, a, a solid approach that's gotten us to where we are and hopefully you know, has continued to serve the needs of our audience. So um, to, you know, to talk about what's happening right up to here as we're, as we're closing out on the end of 2021 and for me to tell a story about the 1990s might seem out of place, but I really think um, that, was, that was a real inflection point in the history of the publication and, and the continued um, commitment that we've had to serve the needs of contracting organizations, of user organizations, of consultants. And then you throw in the mix a little bit um, um, service provider organizations who, are, who also make up a small segment of our audience um, has kept us on our toes. And I like to think that we've kept that uh, universe of folks informed and, and allowed them um, to do their, you know, do their jobs maybe a little bit better uh, by what they've learned from us. Absolutely. <laughs> I've always thought that, you know, our audience, you know, it <clears throat> works down at the, the bottom of the network protocol stack. Right. But, you know, we look up, you know, up to layer, we look up to layer seven, you know, you know, we consider those technologies, you know, as, as you just uh, emphasized. And, uh, you know, that's what keeps uh, the industry uh, vital for, for all those uh, stakeholders uh, who you just mentioned. So uh, to wrap up uh, here uh, today, um, I'll just ask you as uh, chief editor of the magazine, what, what can we look forward to uh, seeing uh, coming from CINM in, uh, in 2022? I mean, one big thing that I have to mention is our is our new uh, newsletter that we're going to be rolling yes. out for fiber broadband. You, right. you want to speak to that, and then anything else uh, that we can look for in twenty twenty two from CINM? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, you you mentioned that that fiber broadband newsletter. That's that um, you know is a result of of some conversations we've had internally, conversations that we've had with combination of you know our, our audience members and, and uh, formally and informally outbound and inbound if you will uh, feedback from our audience about about what interests them um, you know and and um, vendor organizations serving the industry as well uh, it it goes without saying but I'll say it because I have to you know the the, the impact that that optical technologies have had um, on this industry uh, you know can't be overstated um, so one of, one of the, you know, one of the uh, uh, dynamics that, that's shaking out in, in the industry now is, you know, kind of like fiber everywhere. Um, you know, fiber backbones making their way further into even a, you know, a, a commercial office space. Um, commonly held belief was or is that, you know, the, the fiber backbone is vertical. It goes up, you know, it goes up a building shaft and, and you've got, Copper going from there. Um, fiber backbones now are taking the turn. You know they're moving into the, you know, moving into the, the literal horizontal run. Yes, uh, sir. And and that's within a building. Of course, if you take a look at you know again fiber to the everything, fiber through the antenna. Uh, you take a look at you know what's coming on with with five G, um, a technology that everybody's going to be making use of, and the extent to which it depends on on fiber for its backhaul. Um, it just seems like the right time to dedicate uh, a newsletter to fiber technologies, fiber broadband, and really um, talk about the you know um, uh, 
the, you know, the applications of the technologies and the uses that, that fiber is supporting today is going to support in the future. And um, really, just like anything else, helping, you know, helping folks prepare for what they're going to do next, whether that's, you know, installing fiber uh, within their telecom room, uh, within an edge data center, you know, wherever it might be, um, that, that fiber focus is, is uh, what we're really uh, intending with, with the release of, of this new, new newsletter in 2022. You know, also in 2022, we're gonna have um, a series of what we're calling on-topic reports. Um, we will publish cabling installation and maintenance magazine every other month in 2022. So you even numbered months in February and April and June and so on, you can expect to receive your issue of cabling installation and maintenance in the odd numbered months of the year in January and March and May and so forth. Um, available from us will be what we call an on-topic report. So, uh, you know, a different topic taken on uh, for each of these reports and we're gonna go into depth on, um, on them um, with, with several articles addressing that individual topic from a number of angles. Um, and, you know, it, it, that's um, sort of a, you know, a targeted or a focused um, uh, document or, or, or uh, information product that we're going to offer to the audience beginning in 2022. You know, among, um, among uh, you know, several other uh, programs that, that we uh, will continue to, you know, continue to put forth. We, in 2021, we launched what we called the CINM 50. Um, you know, a list of contractors that, that sort of excel um, in the areas of C, I, and M, C being uh, customer service or customer focus, um, uh, I being integrity in the way that they carry out their work, and M being mastery of the trade of, of you know, contracting and installation. So that's what we call it the C, I, and M 50. In 2021, we honored 25 such organizations. In 2022, we're going to Go full circle to the 50. We plan to honor another 25 in the year 2020, uh, 2022, excuse me, bringing that total to 50. So the CINM 50 will reach 50 this coming year um, and lot, lots else planned as well. So I've talked a lot and, uh, you know, if, if I had, if it was uh, an, uh, an Academy Award speech, it would have been gone long ago. Thankfully, no. I'll, I'll never be in that position. I know I've talked a lot, but we've got a lot coming up. We're excited to uh, you know, we're excited to, to offer products that we truly believe and we sincerely hope uh, remain beneficial to, to those who make use of them. Um, those are a couple of the things coming in 2022, and, and I look forward to all of them. Thank you. Yeah, we do have a lot coming up, and I think that's why we started a podcast, because I'm sure that uh, a lot of what you just mentioned we'll be able to uh, address in this forum to let people know about it to uh, drill down as much as we can in, in a short time and to, and to get people, you know, um, informed and uh, educated so that, uh, as, you, as you mentioned uh, when we started here today, that they can, you know, have the knowledge that they need to bring to their jobs, to do their jobs uh, better in the, uh, in the ICT and cabling sphere. So, well, thanks very much, Patrick. I'm, I, you know, I trust that this will be uh, not the last time that we will check in here together on the podcast. So um, thanks again uh, and uh, have a great one. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.